Blog Talk Radio. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Breakthrough with your host, Susan Turnbull. We invite you to sit back, relax, and listen as Susan and her guests inform, enlighten, and inspire you to find your own breakthrough moments. If you have a question you would like to ask, please call one 877-296-0345. Transformational Life Coach Susan Turnbull is available for breakthrough coaching sessions by phone or Skype. For more information, go to www.susanturnbullbeliefscoaching.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. Today, we're going to talk about money. This is a topic that, for as long as I have been coaching, um, is probably the number one topic and the number one stress in the lives of my clients next to relationships. And interestingly enough, money is all about relationships. There's probably not a day that goes by for any of us where we are not thinking about money. How are we going to get it? Are the bills going to be paid? The unexpected bills that come in? um, The needs in our life that money will resolve? But what we're going to talk about today is the concept and the energy of money because money is not about money. It never has been and it never will be. It's a very, very complex issue. Today or this morning I was listening to some TED Talks around the topic of wealth and poverty and all of this energy ties into money and it's a very, very, very broad topic. And I was putting together my notes today for the show and what I realized is that I think we're going to have to do Money, Money, and More Money, Part 1, because there's so much to this topic, I think we're going to do a Part 2 in in a week after next. But I want to talk about the relationship that you have to money and why it's always a source of pain and why it's always a source of stress and the types of things to look out for when trying to determine why it is that you yourself are blocking the flow of money. And it isn't just money. It's prosperity. It's abundance. It's all of those things that make us feel safe, secure, and and ready to get through the day without a worry in your mind. Um, I said a moment ago that the key word is relationship to money. It's whatever that you find yourself in when it comes to the word money. And one of the things that I'd ask each of you to do as I'm saying this today, when I say the word money, where does that show up in your body? Is there a constriction? Where is it? That constriction is usually a blockage of some kind and... What I want to do today is to give you some information on maybe how to release some of these restrictions and release some of the flow. In order to do that, we really need to understand what's at work here, where money is concerned. Now, 
money in and of itself, take a dollar bill, take a coin, lay it on the table in front of you, that object is neutral. It is neutral. It, it, it has nothing to do with anything other than your perception and the belief that you have created around that piece of paper laying on the table. It's the, the personal imprint that you have put on it and has been growing around it since you were old enough to hear conversations around it or, or maybe you watched your parents fight about money. But there's always a personal relationship and a personal feeling that you have around money that is creating whatever blocks that you might have. Now, over the years, we've read books about money and we've taken courses and webinars and teleseminars, and we're always striving to find that magic key. Because if you just hear the one right thing, the one right sentence, or you're given the one right formula, all your troubles are going to be over. And yet they're not. They continue to show up in your life. And I've said this before, nothing in your life will ever go away until you learn what you need to know about the experience. It is the same with money. Until you know what money is trying to teach you, and money is trying to teach you something. It might be teaching you something about your sense of self. It might be teaching you something about your relationships. But it's teaching you about something. You've gone through some of the basic conscious lists of affirmations or actually beliefs that we are very familiar with that could complicate the issue of bringing money into our lives. And the first and foremost, the one that comes off the top of everyone's mind is money is the root of all evil. Um, I I could go down a list, and I am going to go down a, a list today of some other types of beliefs that are very common with my clients that that show up. But before I do that, I might have some listeners on the line today that did not listen to my first show, and I would encourage you to go back to the debut show where I talk to you about beliefs. And I want to do a little bit of a recap so that when I talk to you about these beliefs, you have an understanding of what's at work here. A belief is nothing more than an emotion a thought that you put an emotion to and that you have decided is true. And 95% of our beliefs are operating below the surface, out of your awareness and your subconscious mind. It is those beliefs that are at work in your everyday conscious reality. And it's important that you get this as we talk further about particular belief statements. So... A belief has a a frequency to it. It has a vibration to it. And I use the analogy of the tuning fork. You have a tuning fork in your hand and you're walking into a room full of tuning forks. And you take that tuning fork that's calibrated to a certain note or vibration and you ping it on the table and you walk into this room and every single tuning fork that is calibrated to the one that's in your hand will start singing in response. Your belief is exactly like that. When a belief is being put out there into the universe, you've just pinged your tuning fork. 
the experience is coming back into your life in response to that belief. And this is very important to understand this concept as we go through some of the beliefs about money that cause that restriction and that flow. So I just wanted to kind of recap what a belief is and why it's so important to understand what's at work here. Now, one of the things that um, I did today was I pulled up my beliefs assessments to go over some of the beliefs that I frequently see people mark um, when they're doing an assessment for us to do an ass- uh, a coaching assessment. And I want you to remember the tuning fork concept. And if, for instance, and a lot of these belief statements you might feel are very benign in nature, but in reality they're not benign at all. So let's take an, let's take this for an example. I am not earning enough money to meet my needs. That's a truth for you. It's a truth for anyone that marks that statement. But stop and think about what we've just done here. We've just pinged the tuning fork, and the and the, and the tuning fork is vibrating to not earning enough money to meet the needs. So what has to come back is the experience to match the belief, and that's more experiences where you continue to not earn enough money to meet your needs. Um, here's a, here's another one, and I see this a lot too. If I had a better education, if I completed my education, I could earn more money. Hold on to that belief. You forego any gift that you might have been given, God-given gift, to be able to earn money to be of service and to help people. Because there's always that vibration of that feeling of being less than because you don't have that piece of paper in your hand. I remember years ago, um, I was joint venturing with another coach out of Jacksonville, Florida, and John didn't want to do the one-on-one coaching. He wanted to be on stage, he wanted to do television interviews, but he needed help with the coaching, and that's where I came into, into view. And John did have a college degree, but he was invited to do a three-day segment on the Today Show. And I'm sitting here having my morning coffee and my phone rings. And it was John. And he was waiting in the wings about ready to go on stage with Matt Lauer. And absolutely and totally, completely freaking out. And his whole concept was, who am I to be going on that stage with that television personality and feel that I have anything of value. So I just basically had him do some breathing and talked him down into realizing that he had a God-given gift and he was being given an incredible opportunity. So feel less than because you don't have the degree. Feel less than because you don't feel you've taken all the certifications. You know, there's some people out there that will take certifications and courses and classes until the cows come home, but never quite feel good enough to put themselves out there. That whole thing 
will stop the flow from coming to you. So there's a very, very long list, and I'm just going to go down some of my list here of some of the beliefs that people have about money. Now, here's one that 100% of every single client that I've had in the last, I don't know, 12 years has marked on the statement, I can earn more money in the future. Again, a very benign belief. And a reality for most of us because we're not seeing it in the bank account. We're not seeing it in the checkbook. It's certainly not in the savings account. But in our mind and in our mind's eye, there's the possibility that out there we could see more money. But your subconscious is very literal. So as long as you're holding on to your money being out in the future, guess where it is. That's right, in the future. And that's where it's going to stay. You have to find a way to reconcile with that belief and pull that back into the now. So some of the other statements that I have on this assessment that I see, I feel very financially inadequate and inept. It's wrong of me to focus on money. We get into some things like, oh, I cannot appear too well off to other people. I'm amazed at how many times I see that mark. You cannot appear too well off because people will judge you. People might not like you. There's a whole myriad of reasons that you might not want to appear too well off. Now, that has to go back to your money story somewhere. But again, you hold on to that belief and there's nothing that money and vibration of money can do to come into your life for the simple fact that you might appear too well off and you cannot have that. So I want to make you aware, using that tuning fork analogy, any one of those statements, and by the way, there's probably 50 or 60 more that's all related to money that I haven't even gotten into, but have and hold on to just one of them, and you have now blocked the flow. Remember, the reticular activating system in your brain, the job of that system is to block out all the evidence except that to which you believe. And until you uncover the belief, it's out there working on autopilot, keeping that from you. Now, in the short time that we have today, what I want to get into now and delve into more than just the particular belief statements are your money, is, is your money story. And I have a very, very, very powerful money story to share with you, and I may have shared it in another show, but this is just how powerful having and creating a money story is in terms of blocking. Um, Many, many years ago, and probably 20, I don't know, 15, 18, 20 years ago, single mom, scared to death, and um, I make a move down here to New Mexico, and I'm very aware that I've got beliefs that say from my parents that I will never be able to make it on my own without a man in my life. So I'm down here to prove otherwise. I'm down here to sink or swim, but I still have a daughter to feed, and I still have a daughter to clothe. My two oldest daughters were grown and gone, and I really had to step up to the plate. Well, a pattern started emerging, and this pattern was that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, money would dry up and disappear. 
be it a job, be it a flow of income I thought I had, and I would be scared to death. And I wouldn't ask for help, but I would tell my story to anybody that would listen. Well, lo and behold, help would come out of the woodwork, and I would manage to find my way through. But in this process, I was having to move because I couldn't figure out how to pay the rent. But the bizarre thing was money would show up to make the move. So if it's showing up to make the move, why wasn't it showing up to stay put? This pattern kept showing up and showing up, and a lot of what I've done with my assessments and a lot of the work that I put into these assessments is stemming from those days, back in those days. So my girlfriend and I would talk about this often. We would take a look at this this uh, pattern here, and oh my goodness, the frustration, I can't even tell you, the tears that I shed over this pattern, not knowing how to get to it. One day I was journaling, and I'm, an, I, I'm in such an advocate for journaling, and I was writing something that pertained to an ex-boyfriend or a relationship that didn't work out, and I wrote down one word, and that word was expectation, and I got physically ill, and I knew something was trying to come up. And what I got to was the belief, and the belief was, that there was an expectation of what people did if they loved you. And somehow, in whatever twisted fashion, I tied that word and that experience to money. Because, after all, if they came and helped you, they must love you, right? Now, where it came from, it didn't even matter. didn't even matter how that, that convoluted belief came to me. But once I uncovered it, I literally went from zero to just under six figures, and we're talking like $99,879, you know, in 14 months. I had found the belief that that broke through. And there are a couple of other stories in in giving you some examples on on money stories. Um, Had a uh, woman from Paris who could only manifest money in a crisis. And because time is running a little short here, I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest just version. As we're going through her story, something unique came up, and I said to her, why is it that you do not feel you deserve anything? And she had her breakthrough moment right there. As a little girl, her father used to spank her all the time for no reason. But he would justify the spankings by telling her that she deserved the spanking. So the word deserved got attached to pain. So she absolutely had to keep anything that she felt she deserved at bay because it was connected to pain. Once that came to the light of day, that particular pattern resolved itself. And I want to ask a question here. This is a very, very, very powerful question that has a lot of people... I've seen people make a a turnaround in 24 hours by really taking a look at and um, having an aha moment on this particular question. I know the moment this question came to me, um, it about knocked me off my seat. And that question is, if you were to put a gender to money, what would it be? male or female. And I'm just going to give you a second to think about that. 
is money, the energy of money attached to male energy or female energy. And the reason I ask that is because instantaneously I knew that money was male. Because in my past and through my victimization days, money was always associated with power, control, hurt, and pain. So if I took that energy, that male energy that was so painful from my past and attached it to money because it was used for control, how could I ever bring it into my life? Because again, unconsciously, I've attached that to pain. Now, I've had some of my clients once in a while say that it was female, but also in that instance, there was a control issue with a mother or a grandmother or a primary female role in their life. And I really would like you to think about that. Um, As I said, there's so much information on this that we're probably going to do a part two here very soon. But I don't want to leave you today without some tools and without some things to begin doing to start on your journey. I'm, I'm still, number one, an advocate. Take an hour out of your life and get a beliefs assessment done. I really am. I cannot tell you. 15 years that it took me to get to this place, I can assist you in getting through that in an hour to an hour and a half. But short of doing that, short of doing that, there are some things that you can do to begin doing the digging process. Because until you get to the core issues, until you get to that hidden story, the hidden belief story, that you keep creating for yourself, none of the other work can be nearly as effective until you know where it is you're coming from. So one of the things that I did, as I said, I'm an advocate for journaling, was one day I sat down and I got a notebook and I decided to make money, give it a persona, make it a person. And what I did was I sat down with a blank sheet of paper in a notebook like I was going to write a screenplay, only there were two characters. There was Susan and there was money. Now, I was a little apprehensive about how much information I might be able to retrieve by doing this exercise, but let me share something with you. Six pages later, money and I are still having a conversation, and I cannot tell you how much information and a wealth of information that came through just by doing this one exercise. So I wrote Susan and I wrote Colin and I asked a question. And I don't remember the first question, but maybe it was, why are you so elusive? And then I wrote money, Colin. And I just let money talk. And I was pretty amazed. Money had a voice. Now, I allowed whatever came up to be okay. I didn't analyze it. I didn't restrict it. I just allowed it freehand. But I discovered that money had a voice. And money and I talked for six pages, line by line by line. Um, Sarah has a question. Let's see here. Hi, sweetie. How are you doing? Hi. Got it. 
I've got a question for you. I went through your program with the money beliefs. And of course, my money beliefs was male, and it always was an issue because value had always been put on me by the dollar and not by my soul and person worth. So I actually just like to kind of make a point from taking uh, your your course and doing that of where I'm at with money now. And, you know, although, of course, money is not abundantly in my hands at the present moment, what has actually presented itself is abundance of possibilities and opportunities and alignments and opening up to what will lead to the money. And it's, uh, I find that instead of looking at it as money, which, of course, we do need to in order to sustain ourselves, I've changed the dialogue to looking at it as possibilities, um, opening up to the opportunities into the flow of the abundance. And what I am seeing now is is those opportunities coming about that will indeed lead to that uh, wonderful golden coins that will sustain my life. So I think it's a different perception that we have to look at it as well as, you know, addressing obviously the need of it. But put the need out there of what we desire rather than put the emphasis on the money. And that's something you taught me and something that I'm doing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like I said, money in and of itself is a concept. It's just an energy, and um, it's, it's where we're putting that focus that either allows it to flow in or keeps it from coming into our lives. And I absolutely agree with you that um, it sounds like things kind of broke loose for you there. Yes, certainly. It's just all of a sudden the alignment and everything is beginning to flow, and as I said, it's not necessarily catching at the present moment but what it is doing it's opened up to like where was i going to get it to now the opportunities of how to get it is coming so the emphasis was on the dream on the vision on the purpose of the money to manifest it happening rather than being actually on the money itself absolutely and one other thing that i want to mention and and that got triggered by your comment right now sarah thank you thank you very much thank you take a look at what it is that, what is the money for? What's the essence or the feeling that you're hoping to achieve by receiving money in your life? I think if most of us got very real about this, it's freedom. So Mm -hmm. while we're getting to the, the basis and the root causes of our money story, and trying to find a way to open those up, finding a way to feel more free is also going to free up, the, uh, as you said, the opportunities and money. And, and also want to make mention here, especially for newbies, be very, very careful about a couple of things. Um, one is we're always thinking that we can only see a limited way of how money can come into our lives, maybe The only way it can come in is a job. When you are opening yourself up to that, you're restricting the universe from bringing you anything and everything from a new opportunity to an insurance check to a lottery ticket to whatever. Be very careful about restricting how it's going to come in. It isn't your job to figure out the how. It's the job of the universe to bring that into you. So that's one thing that I want to mention. And... The other thing is um, be very, very careful about being very, very limited in your thinking about money as well. I know that to think, um, I remember when I went from zero to whatever, 
I had to get to a number that was believable for me to start working towards that end. And with each subsequent breakthrough, I would add a little bit more and a little bit more to my request of the universe of what to bring in. Um, Folks, this is, boy, I cannot believe this 30 minutes has flown by. Like I said, we're going to do a part two here very soon. We're going to be wrapping up the show. Um, I absolutely, you can tell how passionate I am about this subject and working on this and coaching people in this arena. But um, I want to encourage all of you, if you have a question or want to ask me further about doing a beliefs assessment, my email address is st, for Susan Turnbull, stbeliefcoaching.com, or no, stbeliefcoaching at yahoo.com. And please feel free to email me, ask me a question, whatever it is that um, is still nagging. Uh, let me know, give me some insight if, if anything uh, spurred you today or triggered something for you or spurred on another question, please email me. And what I want to end with is what I do every week, folks. People do not remember what you say. People very seldom remember what you do, but they will always, always remember how you made them feel. So go out and share some love with someone today, and thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to Breakthrough with your host, Susan Turnbull, broadcast every week on Authentic You Radio. Would you like to schedule a personal coaching session with Susan? For more information on Susan's work, please go to www.susanturnbullbeliefscoaching.com.